Welcome to AM Best Audio. While the agribusiness remains one of the most vital industries, it is also one of the most unpredictable. Changing weather patterns, cyber threats, labor shortages, fleet exposures, and other unforeseen threats to crops are just a few of the many risks agribusinesses face today. I'm Lori Chortis for AMBAS TV. Joining us now to talk about agribusiness and the risks brokers and insurers should be preparing their clients for in the market is Lewis Bridges. He is a senior risk consultant in Insurance Office of America's Agribusiness Division. Lewis, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, Lori. Thank you for having me. Can you give us an overview of the agribusiness market today? Sure. Um, you know, it's it's difficult. Uh, probably three or four years ago, we had five or ten markets, uh, maybe more, that would do agribusiness. Uh, other folks would stick their toes in it, and it has gotten much, much more difficult. Uh, we have less markets. Um, the markets we have have less capacity in property, uh, less capacity in umbrella. Um, the rates have on property, especially have probably doubled. Um, it, it's just gotten, uh, even more difficult to, um, to get it done. Uh, Lloyd's London used to be a big player in the uh, stock throughput and they pulled out, uh, this past year, they're starting to slowly creep back in. Uh, some of your commodities are very difficult, uh, to get insured, uh, peanuts, especially. Um, cotton is, is difficult to get insured. So it's not easy. It's, uh, it's gotten harder and harder. What types of emerging risks do agribusinesses now face? Well, um, as I mentioned, the, the limits that the, uh, the, the carriers used to, uh, provide, you used to be able to go out and get a 20, $40 million limit, $50 million limit, uh, and the carriers would have no problem with it. Now, they're capping that property limit at $10 million, maybe $20 million. Um, if you have any coastal exposure, um, that's going to be difficult to get. Uh, we used to not have uh, wind hail deductibles. Uh, pretty much the carriers are mandating a 2% uh, wind hail deductible. We used to be able to get a blanket agreed amount, uh, or they would use a COP form. Uh, they're no longer doing that. Now everything has a coinsurance, and uh, each building, each stock, contents stands by itself. So property seems to be the one that's getting hit the most. Over the past couple of years, the auto went through uh, difficult times, but I think the automobile has uh, has peaked out. Uh, I think maybe you'll see flat renewals on the auto, uh, maybe even a decrease. And then umbrella, we used to be able to get $10 million easily on the umbrella. If you have an account that has um, excess uh, vehicle exposure, you're not going to get the uh, capacity. You're going to get uh, the carriers are going to give you maybe two or three million dollars, and then you're going to have to get the excess carriers to get uh, higher limits, which are going to be double in premium uh, than they were the past two or three years. Has the intensity and frequency of natural catastrophes and the types of perils themselves changed or grown in recent years, and what impact is that having? On yeah, and I and I tell my customers and prospects all the time. A tornado we used to have when you and I were growing up would uh, just hit Toto's house and that would be about it. You know, now they're just massive storms and they'll come in from the Gulf of Mexico and go all the way up north and they'll touch down and you'll have five or seven or three or four different tornadoes hit an area. 
and it just devastates uh, the entire uh, community. Uh, here, two years ago in my hometown of Albany, we had that situation, and it took out the entire community, trees down, buildings down, houses down. And then you run into the situation where you don't have enough contractors. And now today, the supplies of getting roofing or any type of material, that's all you know, doubled or tripled in price. So your difficulty in getting back in business because they can't get the roofing shingles. So your business income limit needs to be higher than what you had in prior years. Um, you need to make sure that you have talked to your customers about building values because now the policies, as I mentioned, are going to have coinsurance. Um, and because of the coinsurance, you probably don't have enough coverage uh, for the property or the buildings. So you need to make sure that you explain coinsurance to your customers as well as raise those building values to what it costs to build something back today. And I don't know if we as agents always do that. What other types of risks do crops face and what should agribusinesses do to prepare for unavoidable crop loss? Yeah, so I deal in ag, as, as you mentioned, and um, product recall. Um, now these, uh, you know, you got your Kroger and your folks that you're selling to, if something happens to that produce or whatever you might be selling them, they're going to pull it back, but you've made a contract with them and you've told them you're going to give them X amount of dollars. And if you can't fulfill that, or if it gets pulled back, you're going to be stuck, uh, having to come up with some money for a product recall claim. So product recall coverage has gotten not only expensive, uh, but it's a lot of detailed information you have to provide the underwriter to get the coverage. So we need to make sure that we're providing product recall coverage to our customers. And then it's gotten difficulty with the uh, sell them. I cannot pronunciate that word uh, with some of your leafy green uh, type claims. Um, it's getting difficult to get general liability coverage or umbrella coverage on leafy green uh, accounts. So we used to have a lot of markets that would do it really down to one or two markets that'll do a leafy green type of exposure. And then you need to make sure that uh, when you do have uh, a claim where a tornado drops a power line down the street, you have coverage for off-premises uh, utility services because that has a limit on most policies of 25,000. So if you're not talking to your insurance carrier to raise that limit, um, I believe you're opening yourself up to an E&O coverage. So it's... Um, these storms have made things where you really got to be on your game to make sure you got your customers taken care of. What type of risks do businesses face when it comes to fleets for agricultural use? Yeah, great question. So the, the, uh, the um, uh, litigation world has gotten very creative. And uh, let's say if you have gone out and purchased the GPS for your fleet, and somebody's not monitoring it, uh, well, you just open yourself up to a lawsuit because if you're not monitoring it, that can be the worst information that can be used against you. Uh, so you need to make sure if you're going to have the GPS system that somebody is monitoring it and not only monitoring it, but if you see your employee uh, driving excessively, you need to document it and what you've done to have that employee, you know, no longer driving excessively. So auto fleet, as I said earlier, it, it's calmed down a little bit, but you need to uh, you need to be proactive with your drivers, run MVRs, um, and and make sure you're monitoring that GPS system. Have some type of camera system in there. 
um, we got to be proactive there to control these claims. If not, it's going to continue uh, to climb like it has over the past three years. Is the rise of cyber threats a growing concern for agribusinesses today? And are insurers seeing growing losses from those risks? Yeah, and it's so, you know, it's so funny. Um, our ag accounts, um, it ain't going to happen to them. You know, we've got these uh, good old Bubba's and everybody out there. They're not going to have a cyber. They're going after the big companies. Well, they're not. The the um, These smaller mom and pop shops, uh, they are the low-hanging fruit for the cyber attacks. So they need the coverage just as bad as these bigger uh, businesses. And the cyber, I mean, they can get in there and mess up the food chain. There's so much that the cyber can do uh, when you have the attack. So it's, you need to have a cyber um, quote given to the customer. Uh, it does one of two things. Number one, it shows the customer where they are deficient. Because sometimes these cyber companies, before they give a quote, will test and make sure that they have the proper uh, loss control in place. And as I tell my customers, look, if, you, if you're doing things correctly, if you're doing what they want from a loss control, the premiums are not going to be too terribly expensive. And it's going to show you where you're void. If you get the cyber coverage, it's going to give you an 800 number to call and work you through the claim. Because when it happens, it's going to happen at the worst time. They're going to attack you. They're going to shut you down. Um, and you need somebody in your corner to help you out. And and we don't, those folks have more time on their hands to devastate your world. Uh, so you need that policy to, to not only protect you, but also hold your hand when you're having that claim. And if you're dealing with big customers like Kroger and the, the big, big chains, um, they're going to bring you into that lawsuit because they're going to be sued. So you need to have the cyber cyber coverage in place. So how can brokers and insurers work with their agribusiness clients to prepare them for the evolving risk landscape they now face? I think we always have to communicate. Always have to communicate with the customer. They might not want to, to purchase the coverages that we recommend, but it's our uh, responsibility to explain all the coverages, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and let them make the business decision. You know, try to give them an idea or give them a quote, you know, to what it's going to cost them to carry this extra coverage. And then they not only puts the burden on them, but it, it gives them an opportunity to make a business decision if they want to purchase the coverage or not. But we just have to communicate and stay in front of our customers. So you've talked about some of the types of insurance coverages that agribusinesses need. Are there other types of coverages they also need to protect against the existing and merging risks that you just discussed? Sure. There's, you need to get your customers, you need to be the advocate uh, of your customer and you need to have your customers to email you contracts that they are signing uh, for their their customers they're providing for. Uh, you could also have um, uh, where you're storing product of others. You'd be amazed how much product for others that um, that you're storing. So you need to make sure you even have a warehouse legal uh, policy in place. Um you need to read that contract and make sure that we have adequate limits or you've explained the consequences to them with these big storms now. And with the, um, the hard to get materials, the time it takes to get materials, you really need to go over business income coverage with your customers because what it takes to put back three years ago, it doesn't happen that quickly. And down here in the South warehouse spacing, we don't have any warehouses that are available. 
So if your warehouse, your customer's warehouse gets taken out, y'all need to have a game plan set up to where you might go rent another warehouse because you, it just doesn't happen. You need to you need to talk to your customer about worst case scenarios. So looking ahead, Lewis, what is your outlook for the agribusiness industry in the coming years? We need to get through this hurricane season. Uh, we've got one that is going to hit uh, in my part of the world Thursday or Friday. Um, I think they've said we're expecting a, a bad hurricane season. If it hits us like they're talking, that property market's going to get harder and harder. Your carriers are going to pull back. Um, you know, they're not jumping in to do, to give the capacity. Uh, there's not any real new agri markets out there that are there to get in here. So we got, we have to see what happens with this hurricane season. Um, workman's comp is getting inexpensive in not only ag, but every other industry. Um, so work comp is getting inexpensive. Uh, we need to educate everybody on cyber because that that's a big one right now. Nobody thinks that it's going to happen to them, but it's going to happen to them. Um, Automobile, I think, as I said, if you get the GPS, you get the loss control. If you're best in class, you'll be fine with automobile. If you're not best in class, you're not looking at your DOT ratings, your safer stat ratings, uh, you're going to have a headache. You're going to have problems finding coverage because that's what underwriters are looking at is the DOT ratings. Uh, and when you have a claim, if you have a bad DOT uh, rating, you're going to get nailed on that claim. And then umbrella. It's, it's difficult to get umbrella, and I don't see that changing. There's not a big capacity of uh, umbrella out there. So we'll get through this hurricane season. Hopefully everything will be fine. Um, hopefully things will ease up. We'll get back to what we're accustomed to. But I really don't see it because I don't see any markets that are wanting to jump into ag. It's just such a niche market. So not being pessimistic, but I don't see anything getting better uh, for a while. Well, Lewis, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Laura, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, y'all be safe and God bless. That was Lewis Bridges, a senior risk consultant in Insurance Office of America's Agribusiness Division. For AMBAS TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.